So those first first networking events is I go, I was, I was unemployed when I was looking for a job. I go to a networking event. Hey, I'm Lori Rifkin. I'm looking for an accounting job. Can you help me? People don't help like that. <laughs> so when I, truly, when I switch from the take to the give. Welcome to the Raw and Real podcast. Are you dreaming of changing your life through opening a business? Or are you curious what obstacles entrepreneurs had to overcome on their journey? Then you're in the right place. My name is Agnes Billig and I'm your host. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Raw and Real. Today's guest on the show is Lori Rifkin. Lori is the creator of Lunch with Lori and the owner of Accounting Solutions Wisconsin, a bookkeeping and accounting firm. He's also the owner of Clarity Management, a company that helps other companies improve profitability. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Laurie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to uh, do my first podcast with someone from Europe. This is an exciting thing. Launch of Laurie started as a joke, and now it's reached the shores of Europe. <laughs> That's really cool to hear. So we'll definitely dive into that story. Um, but first, you know, the last time we had a chat, you mentioned to me that you are a big introvert. Um, so I'm curious also to get to know a little bit more about your background journey and what led you to actually become a networker and uh, how your personal traits impacted that. Um, it's an interesting story. I was so introverted. When someone rang the doorbell at my parents' house, I didn't want to meet somebody. I went in the basement and hid. And I'm an accountant. And most accountants we look at as, as their introvert. So I lived the introvert life, afraid of meeting people, never wanted to network, was afraid of networking, afraid to pick up a phone, cold calling somebody. And as my career in life went on, I realized that you can't get to where you want to go in life. And I want to build businesses unless you talk to people all over. Because part of life is the journey and networking allows you to meet tons of interesting people on that journey. So. Um, how do you do that? You're an introvert. Well, the little secret is you only have to act as an extrovert for a short period of time every day. And once I learned how to do that, I started learning other networking trips. And here I am, I host a monthly networking meeting um, that books up two months in advance. So I went from an introvert to having a following being um, a networking, uh, they call me a networking guru in the Midwest. It's a very interesting journey. Okay, wow. So you they really call you a guru. Um, why is that? Um, because I connect people all over. Lunch of Lori came from, I would take people out to lunch or breakfast as part of networking for my business. And I realized the typical meeting when you meet someone is, tell me what you do. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you're selling. Tell me what kind of job you want. And I was tired of that. So I switched to that. We're not going to talk about what you want. We're going to talk how I can help you. And I'm going to help you by telling your life story on LinkedIn. And so I started taking people to breakfast and lunch. And then in 1,300 characters, I would write their lunch story. And what happened then, people started seeing them, commenting on them. They go, when could I have my lunch of glory? I would go to, a, go to an event and say my first name, Lori, and the first thing someone would say, you're the Lunch of Lori guy, when can you tell my story? So Lunch of Lori has been the marketing tool for my other businesses. It's very interesting. 
people want to tell their life story. So can you tell me a little bit like how that happened that you started these types of events? Um, like when did the idea happen? And in the beginning was just you meeting people in your physical surrounding, I guess? Yes, I would. For So it started as a business purpose. Take people to lunch and breakfast. Do it the typical way. Here's my elevator speech. Let me hear yours. But and, and I had success in that and got business from that. Then one day I signed up for a golf outing. I got hooked up with a gentleman called Pat Miller in my golf cart. I started um, analyzing his business and rebuilding his business in a golf cart. By the 15th hole, he was sick of me and said, stop. But one month later, he came up to me and said, you changed my whole business. I have a gift for, a gift for you. I created a hashtag for you, Lunch of Lori, because he had seen me take people out to breakfast and lunch. And he said, the only requirement is use it. And from that day on, I started really focusing on other people's stories. I would always use the Lunch of Lori hashtag. I had a logo made. And all of a sudden, I turned around and I had a brand as an introvert that one hour a day I would act as an extrovert turned into a brand. So then you posted these stories on LinkedIn. And then what happened from these types of posts? Um, in the beginning, nothing. That's the, that's the sad part. I would post and nothing would happen. But little by little, I started adding people to my network. People started liking and commenting, and I could do a lunch of Lori post, and I've had up to to five six thousand views now. I started out when I started lunch of Lori networking. I had under a thousand connections on LinkedIn. Now I have four thousand. I had maybe five hundred email addresses. Now I got three thousand. It just exploded. And one of the things I'm I'm also producing an online course of how to network. And what I realized um, as I was networking, it's an exponential math, math function, which means you don't go out and get results. You have to go out, go out, go out. And finally, maybe a year later, results happen. And that's what happened. I have a wide audience. I'm networking all over the United States, a little bit in, in Europe, all because it took a year of work. And now when I host a Lunch with Lori event, because I have an event every month, they book up over two months in advance. But it took time. And many people, especially introverts, quit networking too early because they don't see results. But that's normal. That's not failure. So tell me, like, how long did it take until something really happened from your LinkedIn posts? What was your, your timeline? Um, I would say really at month 12, it started and it really accelerated after a year and a half. Wow. That's, uh, that's quite a long time. Um, because, I mean, many people want to see results faster, like you mentioned, right? Well, but so here's the funny part. I'm 63 years old. I have kids from 20s to 30s. They're embarrassed because they say you're a social media influencer. Um, it's kind of funny because on LinkedIn, they have their social selling score. I'm in the top 1%. Um, it's very interesting. I do presentations on networking. I help a lot of people. It all came from not giving up. And that's the message. If you're consistent and have a, a persistence and perseverance to not give up and have that message of helping others, because my posts are not about me. They're always about helping others. 
So um, let's dive into this topic a little bit. Um, so at what point in your journey did you realize that networking was important? Um, it's sad. Only a couple of years ago, probably when I reached 60 years old. Okay, that's quite late. So what exactly happened? Um, I just, I have a lot of things I want to accomplish in life. I'm, I, like I want to do startups. I'm doing two now. The only way to be successful is to get a broad range of customers. And here's the dirty little secret of networking. Networking is a sales process. It's selling the most important product of the world in the world. That's yourself. And to me to get to where I wanted to go, I had to sell myself. I had to break that introvert shell and operate for parts of a day as an extrovert. And when I tell people now that I'm an introvert, no one believes me anymore. And that's really the KPI of success in my networking. No one believes I'm an introvert. So how was that when you went to your first networking event? Like, uh, what did you do and how did that turn out? Oh, this is, this is a funny story. Um, in Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Brewers played a baseball team. I was invited to an event. Uh, they had a private area there. I stared at that area for 45 minutes before I would enter it. I didn't know one person at this event. I'm an introvert. I'm like shaking and go, I can't do this. My mind's going, you're going to fail. Finally, I go, I have to go. I've been waiting 45 minutes. I walk in. I left with over 30 business cards, and I've never looked back from that day. So how did you do that? I just, I just had to say, um, this is, well, let me back a second. I come from a school where failure is the cost of good souls of, of success. If you don't fail, you can't succeed. Success does not come from success. It comes from failure and course correcting. And I just got the balls that day and said, I'm going to walk in that room. If I leave with one contact, it's one more contact than I had the day before. And I realized once I got in there, I just was able to start talking to people. I let the fear in my head stop me for 60 years. And there was no reason to. Once I overcame the fear and the initial failure, there was times I would go up to people, they wouldn't talk to me. Um, I go to an event and there's people at little cocktail tables. How do you break in? Slowly but surely, I would try, fail, try, fail. And I just got the courage and fortitude to do it. So can you tell us a little bit like how you failed in the beginning? Um, so were you just staring at that group of people and, you know, just being a lot in your head and thinking, oh my God, like, what do I say? Or how do I start a conversation? Or how was that all for you? Um, the failure came because I went to networking events looking to take something. I would say, I'm looking for business. I'm looking for a job. I wanted those networking people to give me something. Mm -hmm. When you network, never network with the take. Always network with the give. Now, I'll tell you, it's a slower process. But I have now developed lifelong relationships with, with people who are now my friends. So when I started giving, the network gods opened up the flood of people to come to my network. So those first, first networking events is I'd go, I was, I was unemployed when I was looking for a job. I'd go to a networking event. Hey, I'm Lori Rifkin. I'm looking for an accounting job. Can you help me? People don't help like that. <laughs> so when I, truly, when I switched from the take to the give, the floodgates of success open. And I help people all over. Right now, I get an average of two to three requests a day 
Lori, I have somebody who needs to build a network in Milwaukee. Can you connect them? Lori, I'm looking for this type of person. Can you connect them? Yesterday, I had that. Someone in my network needed an appraiser. I had an appraiser. I do an introductory email. I solve someone's problem in one day. Um, they will pay me back because there's another part of networking. Networking is a giant energy field. And so that's here's why the take doesn't work. If you go to take, if everyone went to network events to take, there'd be no energy left in that energy field. So when you go and give energy by helping people, that energy field grows. And one day the network gods say, you have given enough energy. We're going to remove some energy and give it to you. The only thing you don't know is when and how that's going to happen. So uh, when you were unemployed and you were going to these events to find a job, right? And you were very upfront about what you were looking for, right? Um, and that was obviously the wrong approach. So what do you think is the right approach in that case now? Like, how would you approach it? I would go to a networking event if I was looking for a job. Um, and I would ask, can I help you in any way? I would lead, I'd meet somebody and say, can I help you in any way? And after I say that, then I follow up and say, would you ever be interested in having a one-on-one -on -one meeting? I didn't ask for a job. I didn't tell them I'm unemployed. I asked them first how I could help them. And then I asked them to have a meeting with me. That turned out to get a very high success rate of meetings. And in a one-on-one -on -one meeting, I would tell my story. And part of my story is I'm in a career change. I stood and asked them to help me get a job. At that point, if, if you're authentic and you have a relationship, people offer to help you. The same as I offer to help people today. And so that was the change, going to the give. Even though I was unemployed, I didn't ask anyone to help me. I offered to help them. And then how was it when you told your story that you were unemployed? So you said, hey, you're currently in a transition. And uh, did you mention anything else or did they then just reply? Well, then usually I call that the soft take. People will ask, well, what are you looking for? Tell me about your job. What do you like to do? And out of that, I would swing the conversation. Here's what I want to do in life. Here's the type of job I want to have. And usually a high percentage of people, they would make a warm introduction to someone else with me or say, you need to do this different. And here's the other little dirty little secret of that. Instead of sending resumes out to look for a job, you network. And here's why. A resume goes to a black hole. You push that send button, you never hear anything back. So I teach people in networking. The goal of networking is one-on-one -on -one meetings. Even if that person can't help you, you get feedback. And you get feedback by asking questions. At the end of every meeting, I ask two questions. How did I do? And then the second question is, what could I do better? That has opened up more doors too, because I'm asking for honest feedback, which I want. Remember what I said, failure is the cost of good sort of success. I have failed many times, said the wrong thing, didn't come across right. By asking for feedback, I'm being human because I tell people, I want to do this better. I don't want to waste people's times. Help me get better at networking. So uh, let's say when a lot of people network as well, they're looking to expand their business and they want to get ideally clients, right? So uh, when we look at that case, um, how do you think it's best to ask for a sale? And then would you recommend to ask the same questions? No. In fact, I always teach people never ask for the sale. Do something more, more powerful. People buy because they have, an, they have a problem. They have something they want to solve. 
So if you want to be an expert salesperson, I teach find a subject and be a subject matter expert. And that expertise will lead to business. So even, even though networking isn't what I sell, I, I sell accounting and helping companies make more, make more profits. I am, I am selling my expertise in networking because remember what I said before, networking is the sale, the most important product in the world that yourself. So everybody wants to improve themselves. I'm not sure say everybody, a large percentage. And so my expertise opens doors and does lead to business, but I have to wait for that business to percolate. I can't ask for it right away, but business does come. I always tell people, you network to build one-on-one -on -one relationships to learn about people and business will come on the back end. The people immediately ask for a sale, are too impatient, and long-term, I don't think they'll maximize what they could really do. So what do you think are the most important questions someone should ask when they get to meet someone? You already know that secret because you signed up for the next launch of Lori, right? What were those questions like that I asked you? Because I'm going to flip that on you. What did you think of the questions I asked to come to my event? Well, honestly, like I had to think about it for a long time um, because those were questions like where I wanted to travel or favorite childhood memories or some types of stories where something didn't work out. So those were for me um, things that I haven't thought of for a really long time. So it was actually a little barrier for me because I had to invest for sure one or two hours to just think about it and, and scan through my head what I wanted to answer, right? Yes, so now think about it. When I read the answers to those questions, I know about a good part of your life story if a salesman came in your office today and doesn't ask those questions, he doesn't know about you as a person. The key to networking is to learn about the person as a person. So those questions are what I call an x-ray into a person's soul. I know about people. And here's another benefit of those questions. I find common ground. So I have talking points with a new person I met. Because in asking those questions, I've done that. I think like 220 people have answered those questions. There are themes in those questions that answers have themes. You could find one of those themes that have something in common with somebody you just meet. Now you have something to talk about, about. Because especially for introverts or say even a recent college grad or someone unemployed, they meet somebody, it's hard for them to have a good conversation because they want to go right to, I need a job. I want to sell something. Those questions provoke such long conversations. Usually I set aside an hour to meet somebody. And I ask questions like that in a meeting, most times it goes an hour and a half because people open up. They Again, people love telling their story. How many people you meet get to tell their story? It's very rare. So you set aside an hour to get to know someone. So let's say time frame wise, after what, what amount of months do you actually get business from that? Um, my average is 12 to 18 months. Wow, that's a long time. It's a long time. But imagine I meet right now, I'm meeting 1,000 to 2,000 people a year. Two to three years from now, I won't be able to keep up with it. And so you could have the route. I make, say, 50,000 the first year, 50,000 the second year, 70,000. Or you could go, I make 20,000, 20,000, then a half a million. I, <laughs> well, the exponential route is it's not linear. Once this kicks in, 
you are overwhelmed. I'm getting asked to do presentations. I'm getting asked to do bids. That has come now after 18 months of doing this. Um, I made an investment in myself and the investment was I gave up current salary to build long-term wealth. And most people are, we live in a society of instant sound bites. I get caught up on that sometimes too, but real wealth. And, and when I say wealth, not only money, spiritual life, friends, happens over a period of time. We're too rushed and want instantaneous results today. And I'm bucking that system and I'm proving that it works. Wow. Okay. So uh, I'm wondering, do you have also a process of follow-ups in order to stay connected to someone after that one-hour meeting? Yes. I, for people who I really want to be active in my network, I try to schedule quarterly meetings. But here's another thing. If I'm on LinkedIn, every day I'll spend an hour or two on LinkedIn just looking at what people are doing. I'll hit a message. What's going on in your world? I saw you did this. Tell me more. Hey, we have a quick call just to catch up. So it's, it's engagement. That's the other thing. Networking without engagement is nothing. If you're not going to engage your network, don't start networking. Because the engagement, again, the goal is relationships. It takes engagement to get relationships. So I have probably a couple hundred people who I'm in some regular contact with. That is my army of salespeople. I'm not the salesperson. They are. Because I'm in contact with them. They know about me. They know what I do. I let them be my referral sources. And so one of the things, um, and every business can't do that. But if you can, build an army of salespeople. And those people are people you have relationships with who look at you as a friend first and a business partner second. So on these quarterly calls you have with people, um, is there a certain structure you follow or what do you talk about then? Um, we talk about family, what's going on in your world, um, you know, what's going on in your business, how could I help you in any way? Um, people ask how they can help, help me. Um, they're just get-togethers where you do a catch-up. And so the, the goal is not to be um, out of sight. You want to always be in people's minds. And that's why I post every single day on LinkedIn. Now I have different businesses, different audiences. And here's another thing. I have different networking personas. I have different personas for different markets. Lunch of glory persona is all about the other person. Some of my business personas are business oriented. How can we make your company more money? Telling you what you need to hear. You don't have to have one persona. Most of us in life and over careers have different targets for things we want. Change what you do. And again, I looked at it, I look at it as I'm an actor in a play. I have to act that part for an hour when I meet somebody. So let's say if someone asks you, hey, like, how can I help you or what can I do for you? What do you answer then? I say I like to, for my business side, I like to meet business owners who will let me tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear, and then want somebody to sit next to them, roll up their sleeves, and get work done. I tell people, find me those business owners, and we're going to make good things happen in their business. If we're networking, I say, I want to teach people how to network. I'll call it the upside-down way. Learn about people first. And so we're going to learn about each other, because then we really know what we stand for, what we believe. And then we can help each other because we have alignment in our, our viewpoints and our value. And what do you see is a main mistake that people 
are making when it comes to really building relationships? They don't give them time to percolate. Relationships don't happen overnight. I'll, I'll give you an example. How many times have you met someone who you want to be a lover and the first day you meet him, you don't click? It could take months. I met my wife 15 years before I married her. Wow. Okay. I think that that really depends on the type you are, right? Because personally, I can tell you, like, I can already see from the first moment I meet someone if I'm interested in this person or not. That's, and we, but remember, we have a population. There's a, still a large segment of the people who aren't like that. It takes time for relationships to develop. Um, if you could do it right away, then you're, you're just accelerated the curve. But a lot of people, it takes time to have two relationships. In today's world, true relationships are rare. I'll give an example. I had a CEO and a senior employee in a Lunch of Lori event, and I asked those questions. They didn't even know about some of those answers, yet they worked with a person for 15 years. So you could think you know somebody. That's not a relationship. In a relationship, again, you get an x-ray in their soul. You know what their values are. You know what they like. One of the questions I asked for lunch with Lori is what do your friends not know about you? Everyone has something. So even though you have friends and you think you have a relationship, there's still more to be discovered about the other person. Okay, so uh, what do you feel like are the best questions to ask someone in order to start that relationship? Questions that provoke more questions. So you want to have, when you meet somebody, a series of cascading questions so the conversation goes on. And think about introverts, they don't like talking to strangers. So you got to have questions that you practice. And the questions I teach people are, Ask about the family. Ask why you're at an event. Ask what you like to do. Ask where you like to travel. Ask if you have kids. Ask if you have a spouse. Ask what your dreams are. None of those questions are about their business. Those are what I call opening questions, and they lead to a lot of discussion. And then after that discussion, you know the person, you bring in the business part. So how do you bring in the business part exactly? You get to know people at a personal level. And once they have trust in you and you show you're authentic, they want to do business with you. Now, if I don't sell a product they could buy, here's the other part of networking. I have someone in my network that could solve almost any problem out there in business. And so people look at me as a connector that if I, they don't need an accountant, they might need a lawyer. I have five lawyers. So once people trust you, it really is about trust. Once they trust you, They use you. And sometimes they use you by hiring you, or sometimes they use you for your connections. Now, if they use you for your connections, you say, well, I didn't make any money off of that. But you did. Your money's in the form of goodwill. You now show those people in your network you're a giver. So they know you're just not going to take. And over time, people do business with people who give. It really does work. So when... so. Does it ever happen that you go into the take and then you really ask for a favor? Yes, but I've given for so long. Remember what I said, once you put enough energy in the energy field of networking, you're allowed to take some out because you put so much in. It's like a battery. When they build a battery, they put all this energy in there. Then you could take it out and then you recharge it. So I asked for the take. I asked for business with people after I meet with, meet with them for a while. 
And they're not mad because I didn't ask the first day I met them. So really it is being known as a giver leads to you being able to ask for your take. And your take is, I want a job. I want business. Now, people forget there's two other important attributes of networking. I network to find key vendors. I want vendors I could trust in my business. So that's not networking to find a job. That's not networking to sell a product. That's networking to find vendors. And there's, there's actually, there's two other things. I network to find friends. Through networking, I have found friends who like kayaking, like walking, like snowshoeing, like cross-country skiing. I find like interest because I asked about their personal life. So I have friends who come over and break bread in my house because of networking. And the last thing networking allows you to do, and this is only if you want to, is be a subject matter expert. So I have become a subject matter expert in networking because I tell people about my network and they look at me. I could say I'm a subject matter expert. That doesn't mean anything. It's when people come to you and want your advice, you're an expert in the field. And so networking is way broader than people understand. And when you look at it broad, it becomes a journey. And if you do it right, you will be rewarded on your journey. And do you still have a certain tip that someone should take into account when it comes to networking? I'm sorry, I missed that one. Do you still have a tip um, that someone should take into account when they think of going to a networking event or attending a networking event online? Yes, I have the biggest tip and a lot of people don't want to do it. Just start and don't worry about perfection. My first posts, for example, on LinkedIn were laughable. They were just terrible. Start, you will get better over time. My biggest regret in life I didn't start networking when I was in my 20. I have a son who just graduated from college yesterday. He got three job offers from the hidden job market by networking. He does posts on LinkedIn. He'll get up to 10,000 views. He introduces people to me and my network because I started him networking at 19 years old. And so start young. Don't worry about failure. Just go do it. Do you still have a last key takeaway, a personal insight that helped you grow personally and you would like to share with us? Yes, it really is overcome your fears. If you fail, so what? You think people are going to remember your failure three years from now? No. So the only obstacle that anyone has to be a successful networker is in their head. Harness that fear, overcome it, and you could be successful. People think only office or professionals can network. Factory workers can network. My wife, I take her to networking events. She meets people. Everybody has a story to tell. Everyone's different. But while all networking is, is meeting people and selling yourself as a good person to talk to, just go do it. And how can people get in touch with you? Um, they could connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I have a couple of websites. I don't know if you could put up a slide at the end where it shows all my connections because I have multiple companies. And I would like to invite all your, your listeners to come to a lunch or lottery event. Uh, my February 18th one, I think has 10 slots left. They do fill up months in advance and they really are a fun and different experience. And sometimes they're sad. There's been lunch or lorries where everyone in the room is crying because the stories are so powerful. There's been times where everyone's uncontrolled laughing because the stories have been so funny. But I would tell you, you will leave a lunch of lorry 
with 20 new connections that really know you. Thank you so much for sharing today. And for everyone who's watching or listening, we would love to hear from you now. So what insight resonated with you the most? Please let us know in the comments below the video. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't want to miss out on future episodes, please subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform and be sure to leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. And check out the show notes for a deeper dive on what you heard today.